Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Andrew Farah, CEO, Density, will discuss reclaiming $150 billion one person at a time. So welcome to the Co-working Learning Theater for the second day of sessions here. Our uh, first session today is going to be Reclaiming 150 billion, one person at a time. Uh, Andrew Farah is the co-founder and CEO of Density, a people count platform and work analytics company. He lives in San Francisco, California with his wife, Dory, and their English shepherd, Indiana. Take it, take it away, Andrew. Thanks. Um, so, so my name is uh, Andrew Farah, and um, it's kind of a bold statement, but I, but I promise it'll make sense by the end of the presentation. So um, we, we build a device and a system that anonymously counts people. Looks like this. And it gets mounted above an entryway, kind of like a shower head. And as people walk into and out of the space, we can anonymously measure space utilization or occupancy or the number of people in a cafeteria. Um, so it sort of looks like this can support any double entryway or single entryway, um, and this is what the data looks like. Um, the technology is uh, really cool, but I'm going to spend most of this talk talking about some of the weird stuff that we've seen in the industry as a result of building a people counter. Um, this is the most benign version of entrances and exits. Um, entrances and exits and people get super weird, and I'll, I'll show you a little bit about that uh, later. So I have three stories. The first is the headquarters problem. The next is uh, something called don't be a gator, um, which I'll, I'll explain. And then the last is, um, is flipping the bird. All right, so there's a, there's a very large organization uh, that we work with um, in and around the Seattle area. Um, they have many millions of square feet. Um, we'll call it a, about four million square feet. And one of the things that was very interesting was they, through sort of... Um, over the years, they accumulated a lot of satellite offices. So they have like a primary headquarters where most of their amenities are, and then they have all these satellite offices surrounding the, the headquarters. And um, over the course of a year, they looked at the total number of people who showed up simultaneously on one day, and it never exceeded 39%. So they had overbuilt 4 million square feet by 61%, and they simply had no idea. Um, what's really cool, though is that once they realized this, they were able to get rid of a lot of the satellite offices and bring employees back to headquarters. And employees had been complaining for quite some time that uh, they, they wanted to be where kind of the action was. So that, that, was, uh, that was rather surprising. Um, this concept of overbuilding or building too much space or um, essentially designing based on per head, so uh, 100, 100 square feet per head, 150 square feet per head, 200 uh, square feet per head is it's pretty common in the industry. Um, but this problem is, like, massive. So uh, one of the groups that we've worked with, they, they built a billion-dollar headquarters, and they overbuilt by 60%. The problem isn't that they don't know they have a problem. They know they have the problem. They just don't know which 60%. Um, and so it's kind of the reason that we, we got a phone call about people count. Uh, there's another organization that's taking, you know, uh, 50 million square feet and consolidating down to 30. Um, and then just recently, um, uh, uh, we, 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 we began talks about a... Uh, 81 million square foot office uh, or, or corporate portfolio that they were trying to do massive consolidation uh, consolidation with. Now, now the problem isn't that like people 
um, want to just get rid of everybody's space and cram more people into smaller space. They literally just have empty floors with no one there. And because they have accumulated the space over time, um, typically over mergers and acquisitions or other forms of, of accumulation, they essentially have these leases and there's no one there. Um, so this is a problem that is uh, pretty pervasive in the U.S. Uh, there's a, there's 10.9 billion square feet of leased or owned corporate office space in the U.S., and 4.4 billion of that is vacant but paid for. So every year, 4.4 billion square feet is empty, but people are paying for it. And again, it's not that people like don't think they have a problem. They know they have the problem. They just don't know which 4.4 billion square feet. So this is a, a conservative estimate of how much is spent each year in the U.S. alone. Um, and if you look at international trends, it's pretty consistent. So 41, 40, 39 percent um, is essentially vacant or empty. All right, don't be a gator. So this refers to tailgating. Um, they may know it. Everybody probably knows what tailgating is if you ever worked in a large office. It's essentially when you have people going through a secured door and you badge into that door, and then someone's polite and decides to keep the door open, and like some other employee comes through. People are typically not nefarious, but um, it turns out it's a really big problem, one that I had no idea about. Um, so this is a company that we, we work with. We um, spent $6 million on staff, like physically sitting by a door and watching people badge in. Um, that's like totally unnecessary. So, uh, so, we, so we now count the number of people who go through and then can compare that to the number of badges that happen. And um, if there's a discrepancy, like one badge and two people, it can set off an alarm or uh, in some cases actually take a, take a photograph, which I'll show you. This is actually pretty cool. So uh, this was a, uh, one of our a cropped video, but um, they essentially tied the device and its real-time count, our, our API, to a CTE box, and as people walk through, essentially as they, they uh, create a tailgating instance, it sets off a, a small alarm. And I won't actually play the alarm for you, but I will show you what they tied it to once they put it on a live door. So in this case, uh, person one walks through, person two runs up, grabs the door and goes through, and uh, they tied it to a photograph. And so now they, they have like evidence of a tailgating incident occurring. They know which door it happened. They know whether it happened on an entrance or an exit. They know which badge it occurred with. And this isn't intended to be Big Brother at all. It's simply intended to reduce the amount of noise that happens so that security can focus on when actual uh, security tailgating occurs. Yeah. So the camera is not ours. Um, the camera was a separate product. Um, we're just the people counter, the anonymous people counter that they're comparing badge data to. Um, I was actually hoping they would like tie it to a trap door or like you know a net or something like that, but uh, they decided on a uh, on an alarm. Um, yeah. So this was actually so exciting that the person that we were talking to decided they were going to quit their job and just focus on selling anti tailgating solutions. So that that was kind of cool. It's not much of a story, but. Um, all right, so in San Francisco, um, uh, we, we did a deployment very early on uh, with one of our prototypes. It was about, it was about tw twice the size of this device. It was really ugly. Uh, it went above a, uh, uh, an area that someone was, was using as a booth. And, and essentially, like, these spaces are used, uh, you know, employees will wander around looking for conference rooms or spaces to sit down and do work. Um, and I think it was estimated you know, with one of our customers that they're going to spend around $9 million on the minutes spent wandering around looking for space. Um, 
if this is like so valuable, like why hasn't it been solved? Um, I think uh, I'm making a lot of claims about why this is important and how much money goes into physical real estate. Um, it's kind of crazy, actually, the amount of physical space we've built without knowing how it gets used. Um, the reason it's hard is because you can't put a camera in a conference room. Uh, cameras are commoditized. Um, any imaging or optical system, uh, they're very popular in retail. There's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to redeploy a camera into the same space, um, except... With corporate office, you run into culture, specifically around privacy. So this, what I'm about to show you, um, the head of global IT was messing with one of his engineers and said, that thing that you're seeing, which was our device, which is an anonymous people counter, uh, which was twice the size, is a camera, and it's spying on you. And this is what he did. So we were sitting about 10 feet behind uh, this engineer and, and his team. And we started laughing. It's actually why he turns around at the end. Um, and we, we, we asked him to come over because we were capturing what was happening on the device. And we said, you know, come here real quick. We want to show you what you look like on, on, the, on the device. And he, and he saw it and he started laughing. And he said, oh, man, that is so cool. Uh, and then we showed him some of the algorithm and, and how, how we run onboard uh, computer vision to determine what's happening. Um, but it turns out, regardless of whether or not you've signed away your right to be analyzed or be observed or whatever, measured inside of a corporate office, you can't fight culture. Um, and so um, people will essentially avoid rooms with cameras in them. They'll put tape over top of the, the lenses. They'll rip them out of the wall. Um, and so you really, have to in, you really can't invade privacy. The second reason is that people are super weird. They move in different directions. They bring stuff with them super large objects. This is actually computationally difficult because uh, there's an inorganic object that is attached to an organic object. And then sometimes the environment itself is really tough. Um, we actually know the inventor of the hinge, and it was a real, it's like the bane of our existence for a while, but this person is hiding beneath the hinge of a door, and we have to take that into account. It turns out plates look a lot like heads, so we were overcounting in cafeterias. Um, also, when people linger, it's very hard to keep track of them. You need something that's sufficiently complex or, or um, nuanced. Uh, very late at night, giant trash cans show up. I mean, very large trash cans. Um, and then lastly, sometimes they're dogs. And we can't count dogs. Now, technically, we could count dogs, but we don't offer that as a, as a service. Um, and then the result is, of all of that work... Um, the, the 800 individual subcomponents that go into this, the incredible amount of calibration and engineering, the, the localized computer vision, the output is simply plus one, minus one, um, and, and without invading privacy. So th this all happens locally on the device, and then the images I just showed you all get destroyed in real time. And it, it's our general premise that you should really never build any space without knowing how it gets used. Um, you just sort of need to decide on a, a technology that, that can be... Um, appropriate for the, the industry. Uh, and I'll wrap up here. Uh, what's really cool about this particular problem is that it's in every major city and it's, um, uh, and it's global. So um, that's density. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to answer questions if anybody has any. Um, we, we've seen as high as 40% of all entrances. Yeah. It, it also depends on the culture. Um, you know, some people, they're super stringent about 
tailgating, but um, it, it could be a very large problem. It mostly just creates a whole bunch of noise for the security team. Yeah. So we, we provide essentially um, historical analysis of utilization for large-scale space if you're trying to consolidate. So what space you're not using. You'll essentially get a report that shows you which rooms are not being used. Um, we have another product that allows you to um, see how often rooms are cleaned relative to how often they're used. Uh, it turns out that we clean rooms that don't get used. Um, uh, the tailgating product is uh, typically a partnership, so an API with, uh, with your access control provider, HID or uh, you know, a Legion or whatever else it might be. Um, and then, uh, and then we, we also support um, anyone doing a native integration into a, an existing IWMS or building information management tool. Any others? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to What's Next. Have an idea or a point of view? Want to record a podcast of your own? Visit cornetglobal.org forward slash podcast.